Hello everyone, my name is Eric McCray. I am your recovery coach, and this is Victorious for Life Podcast. The name of this episode is titled Mature Part Two. I'm doing a sequel to the previous episode, Mature. The reason why I decided to do a a second part of Mature is because I really wanted to continue to touch base on the topic because there's so much more for me to discuss about it. Let me go ahead and pray in. Lord Jesus, I sincerely come before you, Lord. I am asking you to please forgive me for my sins. Please, Lord Jesus, forgive me for the sins that I'm aware of and the sins that I'm currently unaware of, Lord. Lord Jesus, if there's any way within my heart that I'm immature, not only I pray that you reveal it to me, Lord, but I pray that you help me, Jesus, to understand why Eric McCray can be immature. Help me to get the victory over this, Lord, if this is the case. Help me, Lord Jesus, to be able to discover how I can turn a weakness, take a weakness and turn it to a strength. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Immature, mature. Wow. Most people believe that emotions alone dictates whether or not someone is either mature or immature. And I disagree with that because emotions alone does not dictate whether or not a person is immature or immature. What dictates whether or not someone is mature or immature is how the way they respond to their emotions. Again, what dictates whether or not he or she is either mature or immature is how they respond to their emotions. The Bible says, be angry, but sin not. Angry or the ability to be angered or to get upset, that is based off an emotion. It's how you respond to emotions determines whether or not you are mature or immature. And if a person have a moment where they respond to their emotions from a negative sense or a negative perspective, which most likely is going to indicate that they're immature because they respond to their emotions and they they behave in a negative way. The question is, what caused this person to respond this way in the first place? I mean, it could be so many different reasons why somebody responds in a negative way. So what I'm going to do is really pretty much keep the focus on myself. It's okay every now and then for me to use perspectives from a universal sense but it's nothing like me using myself. I remember recently, this one particular person, she told me that I was immature. And what made me upset was, I didn't agree with her at that time. And the reason why I didn't agree with her because the way she was utilizing the word immature in a sentence, I felt that she was using it to attack me instead of helping me, which a lot of people do. The thing is that I believe that she was on point with certain things that she was saying about my character. So I don't believe that she was 100% false. I believe that she could have did a better job of working on her delivery as far as delivering a message to me. And again, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. 
which makes it difficult for people to receive or to be receptive to any potential therapeutic message that you're trying to display to somebody. If your delivery is is uh, comes across as threatening, anything that you say that could be could potentially be therapeutic, the listener won't look at it as therapeutic. They will look at it as a form of, of an attack, and that's how I did it. What helped me to start to address what she was saying, one, I had to stop having a conversation with her, and I had to pretty much get by myself and like reflect on what she was talking about. Reflect, to think about what she was saying, to question, well, let's see if there's some truth behind it. Eric, are you immature, or did you have an immature moment? And when I honestly think about it, I really did. I really did have an immature moment and what caused me to have an immature moment was the fact that I did not utilize um, logic. I fed into my emotions, which I realized is an enemy for me because feeding into my emotions will guarantee, will guarantee cause me to go to the left. I really don't want that to happen. So what I did is what I always do is focus on, I need to do something about this. I need to make changes and I need to recover very quickly. And what I did to start the process to help me to recover, other than the fact that I decided that I no longer wanted to be immature, period, especially in the area that she was talking about, I started to accept the the negative things that she was saying. And I wanted to do something about it. I wanted to do something about the insecurity. I was dealing with insecurity. I believe that with me or anybody really, but you know, since I'm keeping the focus on myself, the reason why I was immature at that moment was because I was insecure. I believe that insecurity can contribute to a person being immature. The reason why this is the case is because insecurities causes fear. It recall it causes not only fear, unhealthy fear, but what it does, it causes a person to doubt themselves. It causes a person to think of themselves less than. And what it does, it uh, affects a person's ability to to have self-esteem at a healthy level. And this is what actually happened to me, that my self-esteem was affected. And the other person knew about it. What what hurted me the most or what what um, add fuel to the fire, meaning that what made the or at least the insecurity feelings that I was dealing with, what intensified it was that, to be honest with you, my behavior was a cry for help, just like a lot of people. A lot of people, behavior emulates that they are immature, which means that most likely they are insecure. A lot of people don't know how to either articulate their words to express what they're going through, 
and many may not know how to ask for help or they may know how to articulate their words and ask for help. They're just too embarrassed to do it because someone called them out on a mess. And that's what happened to me. So I am fully capable, thank God I am, capable of articulating my words and asking for help. The issue was with me was that I was too embarrassed to admit it. I was too embarrassed to ask for help in front of that person. And what helped me to get to a point now where I'm able to be transparent is that I had time to think about it. I had time to reflect and I had time to pray about it. So as a recovery coach, a trained recovery coach, when I think of weaknesses that I have, I'm fully aware that other people can relate or identify with these emotions too. This is why I like to share these touching topics on Victorious for Life podcast because a lot of people can relate to it. I like to give people something to think about. I had one episode and I allowed someone to listen. I wasn't really crazy about their response. They said that when I shared this particular topic or when I was in the process of, of speaking, I was sharing from a level of pain, not necessarily from a level of being healthy or healed. And I really wasn't really feeling that because I'm like, that wasn't a response I was looking for. And in my mind, I'm like, well, then you don't need to listen to no more of these episodes again. But, you know, that was a, a negative a moment that I had where I felt some type of way. I don't necessarily feel that way now. My thing is that just because I actually present a topic on Victorious for Life podcast, and just because I may not present or it may appear that I'm not presenting an episode and I, I don't sound like I'm healed or I may not sound like I'm healthy. I may sound like I'm in pain, but that doesn't necessarily mean that in, in that painful feeling that I'm allowing to help me to create an episode, that doesn't mean that healing can't take place. That doesn't mean that a person on the outside looking in or the person that's listening, that they can't not be expired just because I can just because I'm actually creating an episode on Victorious for Life podcast, and it may sound like Eric McRae is not speaking from a healthy perspective. He may sound like he's broken. Mary J. Blige created some hit hit songs, songs that people would never get tired of listening to, and she was in a lot of pain. Doesn't mean that her music was not therapeutic. Doesn't mean that her music did not touch a lot of people just because she created songs and she created hit songs out of pain. I believe it's based off other people's perspective how the way you look at it. But I don't agree that just because my some of my topics may appear to be coming from a place of pain, that doesn't mean that the topics alone or the episodes alone are not effective. What I'm saying is on aspect of maturity mature part two again this is the name of this episode on victorious for life podcast it's called mature part two and i'm just speaking from an additional perspective on the topic is that a lot of people tend to be mature 
no one's no one. I mean, I'm sorry. A lot of people tend to be immature. Excuse me. No one's no one is mature all the time. Most people want to convince themselves that they act mature all the time, but that's not true. That's not even humanly possible for a person to to act mature all the time. One, we were born as humans. We were born in a sinful nature. So there's no way in the world that you're going to be conducting yourself from a, from a mature perspective all the time. We can strive for maturity just like we strive for perfection. We can make an effort to be mature more than we are immature, and I can respect that. The thing is that when a person have a moment where they are, their behavior is demonstrating that they're immature, and it's obvious that their thoughts are corrupted or something is wrong with their thoughts and their emotions, which allows their behavior to be a reflection of anything that's negative or anything that's messy, which will contribute to a person to to be immature. What makes the behavior worse as far as being immature is that whoever's telling you that you're immature most likely they're not going to inspire hope within this same conversation. Most people, they're going to continue to highlight your immature behavior and they're going to give you examples why you are immature or they're going to focus on what's going on with you and use the current situation to elaborate on why you're immature. Anybody could be a critic. The thing is that I'm not knocking correcting someone's behavior because we all need correction to redirect us, to refocus. But however, within the same conversation, you need to inspire hope. When you notice that someone is immature, okay, tell me something I don't know. Where do I go from here? How can I transition from being immature to mature? Can you tell me that? Can you help me to change my perspective? Can you help me to see myself in a much more positive light, which can motivate me to transition from acting, currently acting immature to being mature. Most people don't do that because the behavior of being immature, what it does, it puts a bad taste in someone's mouth. It puts a bad taste in somebody's mouth. They get turned off. And once a person is turned off, from your behavior, they're not motivated to be optimistic. Most This is the case with most people. They're not even motivated to be optimistic. They can have the tools to offer to help you to transition from currently acting immature to transition from being immature to mature. They can have the tools that they can offer you. They can have the right words to say, the inspiring words to say to you. The challenge is, can that person get past their own disappointing feelings or emotions? Disappointed mean that they're disappointed by you as an individual because they realize that you are immature and your behavior has turned them off. I believe that's a challenge for a lot of people. All I'm saying is that we live in a world where a lot of people are immature. An immature does not necessarily have nothing to do with age. It has a lot to do with 
how the way you respond to your emotions. It has a lot to do with how the way you was raised. It has a lot to do with your perspective. It has a lot to do with your belief system, amongst other things. The people that you associate yourself with. I mean, the list can continue. I believe that people need to be encouraged. Corrective criticism is not just correcting someone's behavior only. If you're, all you're going to do is correct someone's behavior, then where is anything that's corrective related? Only thing you're doing is criticizing. When all you do is just highlight someone's imperfections. When all you do is highlight that someone is immature. Okay, well, can you help this person to transition from being immature to mature? Because it's so easy to point your finger at somebody. And when this person failed to let me know or to give me any type of hope in the midst of this conversation, and all that she did was just tell me that I was immature. It, it really hurt it. Again, there was a lot of things that she was saying that she was accurate about. She was very accurate, or she was right about a lot of things that she was saying. I still felt that I I needed or wanted to be inspired to do better. All that's part of correcting too. And inspiration inspires someone to to change their behavior. That's a form of corrective, you know, correcting somebody too. But what it does is that it just uh, it just brings light to the situation. This person is not going to leave your presence feeling defeated. They're going to feel some level of hope that they can get better. Because us as people, we, we need to get better because there's so much wickedness into this world. So much wickedness that's in this world that is ready, willing, and able to defeat you. So again, corrective criticism is when you do a combination of both. It's when you not only highlight someone's negative behavior and to, to remind them that their behavior is immature. And the same, within the same conversation, you're also inspiring hope. You're actually teaching someone how they can become mature. How can you encourage an immature person to become mature? A lot of people say that you can lead a horse to, to water, but you can't make the horse drink it. Okay, well, maybe the horse is not drinking the water because the horse is not thirsty. Thirsty, in this sense, represents motivation. How can you encourage the horse to be thirsty slash motivated? Well, that's something to think about. But I'm going to close because I don't want to be long-winded. I just want to give the listeners something to think about because it's so easy to point the finger and to highlight somebody's behavior. Again, can you help somebody to recover? How can you help an immature person to recover? Victorious for Life podcast is based off recovery. Recovery is when Jesus Christ takes a person back to the original state where Jesus intended for that person to be in the first place. On that note, I will pray out and close. Lord Jesus, I come before you, Lord. I sincerely ask you to please forgive me for my sins, the sins that I'm aware of and the sins that I'm currently unaware of, Lord. I pray, Lord Jesus, that the listeners who listen to this, that this episode here on Victorious for Life podcast will really 
it would touch the listeners. It would give them something to think about concerning this particular topic on maturity versus immature. I pray, Lord Jesus, that you allow this topic to resonate not only within me, but it will resonate with somebody else. I pray that the words that you inspired me, that you that you put inside my heart to produce on this episode here on Victorious for Life podcast, that it will it will it will start the process of softening hearts, Lord, so you can receive the, the glory, Lord Jesus. I thank you for the opportunity for me to speak on Victorious for Life podcast. And I thank you that you allowed me to become a recovery coach, a recovery coach for a serious reason. It's to help people to recover, is to inspire hope within people because someone once inspired hope within me. Actually, people are still inspiring hope in Eric McCray even to today. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. God bless everyone. I hope that this episode here was a blessing to a lot of you. Um, just continue to pray for me as I pray for you. Pray that Victorious for Life podcast will go to another level. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.